Good morning and welcome to Portage Faith United Methodist Church. This is the fourth Sunday of Advent and we welcome you all as we usher in towards Christmas um, Eve and Christmas Day coming up very soon. And um, first of all, I'd like to take um, any announcements from the congregation. Chris? I have one. <laughs> Um, next week will be the last week of the Christmas campaign for the Sunshine Fund to help uh, people in need in Portage County. Um, it'll be continuous beyond that, but uh, for our Christmas campaign, please, if you have any donations for the Sunshine Fund, uh, get them in by Christmas if you would. Thank you. Great. And at this time, I'd like to wish for the whole congregation, wish happy birthday to um, Diane Graham this week, and a special anniversary congratulations to Kirk and Karen Mooney for 52 years of marriage. So congratulations to you folks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just a couple of things to lift out to you. First of all, we'd like to really take some time to thank Jarrah and Tom Kennedy and Lynn and Sharon Wright and family for cutting up and um, splitting two trees that fell over during a windstorm into the driveway of the church. And also thanks to Tom and Jarrah as they have worked on the scrap pile for the U United Methodist Men's uh, donation, scrap donation. Uh, and they, that, let's see, and they generated over $500 this last uh, round. So, um, the other day on Facebook, I saw this announcement, so I thought I would lift it out to all of you from the Four C's uh, Food Bank. The Akron Canton Food Bank is where they get some of their supplies, and it has been so busy that they've been unable to get some of their basics. So they are asking for soup, pasta sauces, tuna dinners, um, pancake syrup, baked beans, green beans, and corn. And you can take that up to Hilltop Church and leave it there at the side door for the four C's. And finally, we'd like to lift up prayers for Jim Pierce and his family as they make decisions regarding his health care. The Light of Christ meeting, reading is taken from Luke, first chapter, verses 31 through 35. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and for his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. Let us join in prayer. Mighty God, pour out your Holy Spirit on all of us gathered here as we follow in Mary's footsteps Open our hearts that we may be filled with your goodness and your love. Live in us that we may bear Christ's life for all to see. Overshadow us with your presence that we may be truly blessed. 
and offer your blessing of love to the world. Amen.
just a child. Watch and wait for Christ's coming. Like candles of hope, peace, joy, and love, remembering the promises of God with prayer. We light this candle in hope. We light this candle in peace. We light this candle in joy. We light this candle in love. Out of love for the people of God, the Lord speaks through the prophet Isaiah as found in chapter 11, 10 through 14. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz saying, ask a sign of the Lord your God, let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. Let us pray. God of hope, Prince of peace, Jubilee judge, and the Lord of love, your goodness is beyond our wildest imaginings. You give us more than we can think to ask, coming to us with impossible possibility in the union of flesh and spirit. Teach us to love this world and all the people as you love us in Jesus Christ, our Lord. God of promise, God of hope, into the darkness come. At his feet the six-winged seraph, cherubim with sleepless eye, Good. 
to bring down the powerful and to lift up the lowly, to fill those who are hungry and to drive away those who profit by the weaknesses and ignorance of others. Be with all those who feel that life holds no hope and help them and each of us truly to believe, O oh God, that with you nothing is impossible. This we pray in Jesus' name. This prayer was written by Mara Laidlaw. And now, pray with me the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise of his, he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Welcome everyone to the final Sunday celebrating Advent 2020. The next time we meet, it will be Christmas Eve. The time the Advent has been leading us toward. Now I want to take a minute before we begin the message today to remind you that we will be recording a Christmas Eve service for you this week. And um, it will be ready, barring any kind of unforeseen circumstances. Um, it will be ready in plenty of time for you to enjoy it from noon on, on Christmas Eve. So I hope that you are able to sit down with your family and either watch the video or listen to the podcast together. So on this day, when our waiting for Christ for the Christ child is almost over, we will continue with our series called The, Nut, the Gift of the Nutcracker, based on the book and the study by Matt Raleigh. And today we'll take a look at the Nutcracker himself to see what kind of gift he is. So let me ask you all a question. When you unwrap a gift on Christmas morning, how can you tell if it is a good gift or a bad gift? What criteria do you use to decide? Is it good if it's expensive? Or is it good if the gift is useful? Maybe it's a good gift if it's precious or if it's heartfelt. If I received a diamond and gold tennis bracelet, that would definitely be expensive and probably even beautiful. However, I don't wear gold. So, though it might be considered a good gift for someone, it wouldn't be a good gift for me if the criteria were based on expensiveness or utility. And what makes a gift good anyway? If it is a true gift, isn't it the intention that's important? And if that is the case, then that bracelet is still a good gift because the giver wanted me to have it. Here's another question about gifts. Have you ever received a gift that you weren't sure you wanted at the time, that later on came to be very important to you. Well, that's what happened to Clara when her godfather Drosselmeyer gave her the Nutcracker toy on Christmas Eve. She didn't even know what it was when she opened it. She never even seen a Nutcracker before, certainly didn't know that she needed one or wanted one. Well, it turns out that sometimes there's a big difference between what we want and what we really need. I might want a Chevy Corvette convertible when what I really need is some new socks. Claire didn't want a nutcracker, but it turned out that he was the best gift of all. The nutcracker saved Clara from the Mouse King lost his life in the battle. Drosselmeyer heals the Nutcracker 
and he comes to life as a real human, ready to rule his wonderful kingdom. In this way, the Nutcracker is the Christ figure in the story. Is Jesus the gift we want? It is his birth we celebrate, after all. Sure, on the one hand, yes, we want Jesus. On the other hand, though, Jesus asks an awful lot of us sometimes. Being a follower of Jesus means being a living sacrifice in the world. And sometimes being sacrificial in a world that seems ruled by its excesses becomes extremely difficult for us. We want the same things everyone else has, whether they're good for us or not. Jesus calls us to give when we may want to keep a tight hold on what we have. Jesus calls us to serve others when we would rather sit on the couch and maybe watch TV. As Christians, though, we learn that we are indeed our brothers and sisters' keepers. And that, and that whole idea that we are responsible in some way for the welfare of others outside of ourselves can be a tough pill for us to swallow when we want to do something else for ourselves. Serving meals at a soup kitchen when I could be watching the big game? Spending time tutoring kids after school when I could be getting my nails done? Crocheting prayer shawls when I could be making that great sweater for myself instead? Raking my elderly neighbor's yard when I need to be mowing my own? We feel all these conflicts. And then we remember what God sacrificed in Jesus Christ for our benefit because his love for his children was so great. God became flesh, not so we could have everything all figured out, but so that we might trust that all is well, even when we don't. Do you remember that Jesus often taught in parables? I know I've talked about this quite a few times in, in worship. Some of them are easy to understand. Others, though, are not so easy. In fact, they're downright puzzling. In fact, Jesus sometimes had to explain the meaning of some of his parables to his own disciples, whom he spent every day with teaching and nurturing them in faith. If the disciples themselves were sometimes confused by Jesus, it isn't surprising that we often don't understand the things God gives us. Have you ever received a gift like the one Clara received that you didn't quite understand? Being blessed with children is a gift. However, when my daughter Helen Ann was born, I was perplexed. I didn't understand how I could have a child with Down syndrome. How was I supposed to deal with a child with developmental disabilities? I just wasn't equipped for that. At least I thought. Well, I have learned over time that my wonderful, fantastic, super, I have enough, I don't have enough superlatives for her. That daughter 
was not only a very good gift, she was exactly the gift that I needed at that time in my life. And I wouldn't trade her for anything else in the whole world. Being perplexed can mean that we don't understand what we see. It can also mean that we understand what we see, but we just don't believe it can be true. When the angel Gabriel told the young teenage Mary that she had been chosen to carry the Messiah, the Son of God, she was more than a little perplexed. She understood what the angel was saying, but she didn't see how that could be. How could it be true? She hadn't even been with a man. Besides, who was she to carry the king in her womb? She was a nobody. Yet Mary believed in God's promises. And the angel insisted that it would come to pass. And so Mary trusted. And she carried that baby, who she would name Jesus. God continues to perplex us regularly by his extravagant grace. Christmas is a mystery. Jesus' birth makes no worldly sense. Here's the story in a nutshell. A baby born of such humble birth to an unwed teenage mother and her tradesman fiance, far from home, with nowhere to stay except in an animal barn, should not be the one who changed the world forever by loving us into salvation, by sacrificing himself to death on a Roman cross, in order to cancel our sins and reconcile us with God once and for all. It sounds like an outlandish sci-fi fantasy novel, doesn't it? Yet... Despite all of that, God did become flesh in the person of a tiny baby, Jesus of Nazareth, who grew up to become the savior of the world and who continues to be and who sits at the right hand of the Father. God did this miraculous thing, not so we would have everything figured out. God did this miraculous thing so that we might trust that all is well, even when we don't understand it all. Have you ever tried to speak to someone whose primary language wasn't English? Sometimes things can get kind of um, lost in the translation. I read an article on LinkedIn by Mr. Tony Hughes called Lost in Translation, Funny, True Miscommunication. According to the article, back in the 80s, programmers were working on some innovative translation software. And as we all know, different languages have certain idioms that do not translate directly into other languages with quite the same meaning. So here are two peculiar results regarding idioms that the computer came up with using the new software. From English to Russian and back again to English. Out of sight, out of mind ended up as invisible idiot. From English to Japanese and back to English. To be or not to be, that is the question 
from the play Hamlet ended up as, it is, it is not, what is it? And it only got funnier from there. I'll share just one more. Swedish vacuum cleaner manufacturer Electrolux used the following as an American advertising campaign. Nothing sucks like an Electrolux. All this proves that sometimes it's hard to understand one another. However, the kingdom that God is building through Jesus Christ is a kingdom in which all of God's children from every single place in the world are welcome. Near the end of the story, the Nutcracker Prince invites Clara to a grand ball where people from all over the world have gathered to dance and to celebrate. This is like our picture of heaven. Did you know that in India, a banana or mango tree is decorated as a Christmas tree? In France, a typical nativity scene sold in the local market will include a figure of a butcher, a baker, a policeman, and a priest, along with the other traditional figures. In Australia, it is summertime at Christmas, so the weather is quite hot. And because of this, people usually have a Christmas Day barbecue with their families and friends outside. In Venezuela, fireworks shows are popular on Christmas, and presents are often exchanged just at midnight on Christmas Eve. In southeastern Germany, children write letters to Das Christkind, or the Christ Child. They sprinkle sugar onto glue to make the envelope sparkly, and then they leave these letters on the windowsill for Das Christkind at the beginning of Advent. In the Philippines, the most popular Christmas decoration is a star lantern made with thin strips of bamboo covered with Japanese rice paper and suspended on bamboo poles. They look a little like stained glass. All of these traditions are different from the ones we practice here in the US, yet they are special and beautiful to the people in the countries that practice them, just as our rituals and traditions are special and beautiful to us. Even though the language, traditions, music, and food can be quite different, we all share the bond of Christ. And one day when Christ's mission is fulfilled, we will live in a world ruled by hope, peace, joy, and love, where all people are appreciated and accepted as they are. <clears throat> the love inherent in the bond of Christ will bring about an endless celebration where hate is banished forever and goodwill reigns eternally in God's kingdom. But until that day comes, those who follow Christ and believe in him will continue to work to keep that dream alive in God's people. The story of the Nutcracker can help us to see that dream more clearly. Through Clara, we see her anticipation and wonder at the gift she never expected, but learned to love more than anything. The Mouse King reminds us that we aren't perfect and are all in need of forgiveness and redemption. 
and the nutcracker points us to the person of Jesus, God's greatest gift, through whom we are made real in God's kingdom. May this gift of a humble nutcracker make the Christmas story real for each one of you. Let us pray. Most generous God, I am so grateful for the unsurpassed gift of Jesus, who took on flesh for my sake and the sake of the world. Thank you for your boundless grace and the opportunity to share your grace and love with others. Continue your story in and through me, not only at Christmas, but every day of the year.
and you may continue to send your gifts and offerings through the U.S. mail. You can drop them off at the church during Jeanette's morning hours, and you are welcome to use the online giving option. But let us pray. Holy One, this Advent season, we wait with love, and we give with love. Love for you, our God, love for your people. Receive these generous offerings and use them for your works of love in our world. Amen. to the world this morning. Let me leave you with these words by Susanna De Benedetto. Be people of love.
Let love live in your heart and share the love of Christ with all you meet. Share love by loving those you see regularly. Start by loving your community. Share love by loving those you do not know. How do your actions affect the rest of God's creation? Share love by praying for our world. In this Advent season, we need to see, feel, and share love. As you go out into the wonder of God's creation, share love, joy, peace, and hope with all those that you meet. Amen.